The DC Experiment. And we're back. We're back with episode six. Or Sace. V.I. Captain. V.I. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> V.I. Yeah. Love it. Episode and six. Yeah, episode six. The Return of the Jedi? Uh, That's not what we're calling it, though. No. Is it? Yeah, because it was four, five, and six, leaving right? Leaving the Church Part Two. Leaving the Church Part Two. So this is the DC Experiment, and there are ways to communicate with us if you'd like. Yeah, three different ways to three communicate. Ways, yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. We've yeah. got we're on Instagram now. Instagram, which we talked about last week. We're yeah. on Instagram, yeah. which is cool, and we need to get as many followers. Yeah, we'd love to have some followers. I we do, have listeners, and we want to like to have followers. I do have a favor. Yeah, to ask of our listeners. Okay. Review us on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes, okay. Or Apple Podcasts. All right. Spencer gave us a really nice review. Oh, thank you, Spencer. Did you see that? I, I might have, yeah. On Apple? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It I was okay. awesome. Right. Thanks, so, Spencer. Yeah, thank you for that. that so a call to action. If you guys are listening, it says we have an audience of about 70 people right now. That's awesome. And we have like over 300 some listens. Well, that was last week. I'm sure we have more now. I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> but um, so half of you, and I'm talking to you right now. Yes, you. Half of you, you. On the other side, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Please. Actually, write something. You should say please. Please? Yeah. Yeah. Cur- courtesy? Please. It's good. Please. So Please review Because us. that'll help the podcast grow. Yeah. And it would be nice to know what you think. It would. And, that's, share. and honestly, for me, that's the part. That's, I, I want to know what that's you think. That's the part. Yeah, exactly. I, I want some feedback. Yeah. Feedback is good. So email us at thedcxp at gmail.com. Yeah. Gmail. Message us on Instagram. Yep. Search yeah, can, the uh, DCXP on Instagram. Right. And follow us. Yeah, and and we're putting pictures put up little, all the time. Put little hearts. A little heart. I think that's how they do it. That's how I saw it on my phone. Yeah. A little heart says you like stuff. Yep. And then go to anchor.com forward slash Dennis and Caleb. Or go to our website and click on the anchor link, which would probably be easier. Yeah. Yeah. So go to the DCXP.com. Click on the anchor link. You can leave us a voice message. Voice message was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Somebody leave us a voice message. Please. That would be really cool. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and then there we're we're we have if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, we've now enabled ways to support us. Caleb has made T shirts. We have T shirts now. Holy crap. We have and I'm gone wearing big one. time. He's wearing one right now as we speak. It's got our DCXP logo on it from our website. And on the back, in big bold letters, says show up and do, and your, do best. your best. You bet, man. That's kinda it's kinda like it's kinda like a little theme that we've developed yeah, over the last show few up episodes. and do your best. We didn't and mention calling it all, last week, all dads, calling all husbands, yeah. show up and do your show best. Show up, do your best, man. Do what God has called you to do. Absolutely. If you're a husband and you are yeah. a father, yeah. your first ministry is to your wife and to your children. Yeah. It's your family. So show up as a husband, show up as a father, and do what you're supposed to yep. do. Yep. Got to. Do it, man. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's it's hard. Well, it can be fun. It can be fun sometimes. Yeah. It's not all. Let's just say it's not always fun. Right. And you don't always get what you want. No. And we've talked about that. Yep. So, 
The great sage Mick Jagger wrote about that a long time ago. So you can get t-shirts? You can't always get what you want. No, you can't. But you get what you need. You try sometimes. <laughs> start almost singing it. I almost start singing almost. it. Almost. But you get what you need. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, there's t-shirts. two ways. You got t-shirts. Yeah. So you can go to spread shirt. Spread shirt. Like spread sheet, but with a shirt. Spreadshirt.com and search DCXP. And you'll see our logo there. And you can like make up, you like design your own shirt essentially. Just got our logo on it and stuff on the back. Or yeah, you, you just can make it bigger want. or smaller. You yeah. can actually design the shirt. And it'll ship direct to you. And we get a percentage of that. Yeah, we do. Which is cool. Because it's our logo. Right. The second way to show some support if you want to is yeah. uh, go to the Anchor website. Anchor's fun. Through our website. And yep. you can yep. actually just donate to our yeah, podcast. If you feel like we're doing a good thing and you want to you want to help us continue to do that? Yep. That'd be great. And, We'd love to. Yeah, and basically I want to get a little bit nicer uh recording equipment to yeah. have uh, somebody actually here so we can interview like a, a third microphone? Yeah, third actually microphone. have a third person interview. Third right? microphone, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that is uh that what do they call it? The H6N, because I have an H4N, so the H6N allows you to hook up like six microphones to it. talking over my head there, dude. So I'd like to get that to bring, because I want to interview more people. Now we can do phone interviews, and eventually we're going to get some phone interviews. And we actually have um, a couple people in the the line, like in the waiting line. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're going to interview some folks here soon in the coming weeks. We do, which is really cool. Yeah. So we're going to have Brandon on. Brand, yeah, Brandon. And mm-hmm. we're going to have him on the show. And then uh, we also have got... A special guest. Special guest, Aaron Watson. Aaron Watson, has country agreed singer. To Aaron be Watson. on our show. Yeah, that's awesome. And interview him about being a dad and talking to him about some stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, That's about it. How was your week? Did you have a good I, week? Uh, pretty good week. Pretty good week. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh it's always interesting after a podcast where you're you open up a little bit and become mm-hmm. vulnerable and you mm-hmm. get some feedback from it and people in your family hear it and they talk about it and it's hard opening you know, up yourself to the whole world like Well, that. it is, you know, I and mean, there's a lot of folks here in Billings and people that I know who kind of listen in and and so uh yeah, I uh look I'm looking forward to continuing these conversations. Yes. Yeah, I am too. So, and I, honestly, I'm looking forward to hearing about you this week. Yep, I've got. Uh, I'm going to share my journey mm-hmm. this week of uh, kind of my spiritual journey, yeah. my spiritual walk, and sharing that with everybody. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be a little hard because there's some stuff in there that uh, I don't want to. It's funny. I'm almost forty. I'm not forty yet. I'm still in my thirties. I'm almost forty. Youngster. And uh, I still. V- value what my parents think about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? No, it's not crazy at all. Like, I don't want to disappoint them. I, I'm going to share some stuff and I don't, you know, I know that they listen and I know that they love me no matter what. Yeah. But I don't want to disappoint you them. You know, it's funny. Last week when I was sharing, I was sitting here in this chair shaking. Like my legs, they were quaking. My arms are kind of quaking. My internal, I could feel my insides kind of shaking. Because I was so nervous about like 
opening up a little bit and talking about stuff that I don't really talk to people about. I mean, I don't like, hey, this is what I believe to, mm-hmm. to just anybody. And yeah. doing it on a podcast where who knows how many people are going to listen to this eventually. Yeah, and if and it's out there. people that know they me. go back and they, listen to yeah, it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's a little bit trippy. So I, I, uh, I've been where you are right now, my friend. Well, and then there were a couple times where you got teary-eyed a little bit I, about it. I dude. did. I, I welled it's up a little bit. Because it's personal, and it's, it's personal. your personal walk and your yeah. personal journey. Yep. So I'm going to share mine this week, and I'm yeah. going to share about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly. Because there is all of those in there. There really are. There really are. Yep. You're right. You know, before we do that, though, um, I just wanted to... We, I think you had mentioned that you wanted to look at a six, and it kind of reminded me of this thing that happened to me this week, right? You, the, your microphone system, you're looking for a six instead of a four. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so I was uh, at the studio, and and uh, someone... I, I forget exactly the context of what happened, but uh, someone asked me to watch The Office. Just, you know, keep an eye for security, right? Just make sure that what... You know, I, sometimes people come in the studio, in and out, in and out of the studio, and and we had actually had this uh, homeless guy come in anyway. So it, it, the point was, somebody said, "Hey, could you watch The Office?" I said, "All right, I can do that." And and uh, I'm on season six now, but I'm not really sure what has, that has to do with security. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, season six. That was as good as the spider one last week. <laughs> Pretty good guy. Pretty good guy. He's a web designer. <laughs> Well, that's that's good because I've yeah. I've pretty much got nothing this week. You've got nothing. I don't think I have anything. I just started the timer. Oh, I do, and it's gonna it's kind of drawn out. Okay, mine was kind of drawn out just a moment ago. Okay, but I'll Two, try and, and I spit. I I'll try and make this as, as fast as I can, and <laughs> then we'll get into sharing. <laughs> okay. Um, but I had uh, had this cowboy friend. Yeah, was it Aaron Watson? No, no, no. But I had this cowboy friend, and he just got married. Okay. Right. And he was, uh, had a, had a, you know, they did the old like horse and buggy, but they had like the two horses, two horses in front, a little carriage, right? Okay. And they got married and they're leaving town yeah. and kind of dirt road and they're heading out into the wide open spaces. Well, uh, the horse throws a shoe. Just one of them? Just one of them. Okay. On the on the uh, on the left side, it doesn't need to be this complicated. The driver's but, side yeah, horse. Yeah, the d- driver's side horse throws a shoe. So the cowboy gets down mm-hmm. uh, and he pulls over or whatever, and he looks at the horse and kind of points his finger at the horse and he goes, "That's once." <laughs> okay. And, and the, That's one. Huh? And the and the new wife kind of has this bewildered look on her face. <laughs> She's like, "Well, that was weird." And he fixes the shoe and they get back on and keep going. Well, the. Uh, Horse, same horse, we're going a little bit further yeah. around, trips in a prairie dog hole. Oh, no. Wasn't paying attention. Almost broke his leg, but didn't. Oh, good. That's good. Uh, but the cowboy pulled over yeah. and uh, pointed his finger at that horse and goes, that's twice. Oh, wow. Okay. That's two. That's Got two. It. And uh, the 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 wife didn't say anything. Yeah, She's like, well, that's yeah. weird. They're going a little bit further. Rattlesnake on the side of the road oh. coils up, yeah. hisses and rattles. Same horse freaks out, spooks the horse, yeah. takes off running, and it takes him a while, dude. To like, he's like, Whoa, you yeah. know, it takes him a while to get that horse sure. under control. So he gets down off the horse once he gets control again, and he goes, That's that's three times. 
takes out his revolver. Shablow! Boom. Shoots the horse. Shoot the horse? Kills it. Wow. Okay, serious. D- disconnects it. They continue on with the one horse. Yeah. Well, when he gets back up in the little wagon area, the wife is just freaking out. She's oh. like, what What are you, <laughs> you tell What are you doing? She's like, that was a perfectly good horse. He made some mistakes, <laughs> but this is ridiculous. Why would you shoot a perfectly good horse? That was a really extreme. That very, very much concerns me. And he looks at her and he points his finger and goes, that's once. That's one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Wow. That was a little drawn out. Yeah, that's, yeah you're right. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good story, though. Oh, that's terrible. That's, uh, is that apropos? I don't know. I, Gentlemen, don't do that to I your I could wives. see a cowboy doing that. Oh, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. I don't know. I mean, horses are not cheap. That's true. And here we are. What are Back we? Back in the day. What are we, three yeah, minutes we're in? well over three minutes. I started my timer. I think we're like 12 minutes yeah, in, 12 and we haven't in, even so started yet. That plus, that okay. plus nine. So today, this week, part two. Yeah, so th- today we're talking about Caleb's journey and his uh, transition out of the institutional church. Um, Going to head my story last time, this week's his story, so uh, tell me about it. What uh, What precipitated your exit? Or actually, just tell me about your your history. How'd you how'd you grow up? Okay, all right. So I grew up. Um, my parents took us to church all the time. Mm-hmm. We we grew up in the church. Um, very legalistic, though. Hmm. We grew up in a uh, independent, fundamental Baptist, Ooh, Baptist church. Yeah. Okay. Um, every Sunday. My mom played the piano, you know, we grew up in the church. And then, you know, a couple podcasts ago, I talked about how, you know, my parents fed me, you know, encouragement by saying, you know, God's going to do something good with you. And we talked about that, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe a pastor, God's going to use you to do great things. Sure. Well, when I was a little kid, um, you know, we had Christian grandparents too, and and very involved in the church. And my grandpa was actually a pastor of a church up in Story. Story, Wyoming. Yep, Story, Wyoming. Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, grew up in the church. Well, I started, and I have a lot of respect for my parents because they were very supportive of me. Mm-hmm. Once I got into high school, I, I mean, I grew up strict, right? Um, By strict, what do you mean? Like curfews and... No, like, uh, you know, like anything with a B you shouldn't be listening to. Oh, yeah, okay. You know? King James only mm-hmm. version. Well, as a teenager, I dated the pastor's daughter. Mm. And uh, we dated for a year. Didn't do anything. We were good. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. But as I started branching out 16, 17, I uh, started kind of researching the Bible for myself a little bit. Not mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. But I. I good for a person to do, yep. right? And I started um, branching out and meeting other 
teenagers that were Christians in, in, that were going to different churches. Okay. And uh, Kenny Carsich was one of my best friends. Okay. And he and I started kind of doing youth group together. And it was... Like leading youth group or you mean doing youth group? Uh, youth group, spon- we were sponsors. They called us youth group sponsors. So sponsors. we, yeah, like, so the youth pastor was there like and we kind of worked. Sponsor? We, <laughs> we worked for him kind of, um, this youth pastor. Okay. And it was some of the best time that I had, some of the best memories. Like I was silly and goofy and we did. You still are. And I still did <laughs> praise and worship and, uh. I learned how to, this youth pastor taught me how to play the guitar, so we would sing, do praise and worship, mm-hmm. and I found out there was different ways of serving the Lord that wasn't so um, uh, legalistic, Okay. And, I, and my parents were really understanding, which I appreciate them, you know, they were understanding, they were like, hey, you're wanting to serve the Lord, and you're, you're reading on your own, well... See, this is already, I, I got to be more concise. I'm sorry, folks. Um, I wanted to step away from going to the legalistic church. Hmm. And I had a talk with my parents about how, that. How come? I got tired of the rules and regulations. You just didn't want to follow them anymore? Or? Yeah. It was just, so this uh, is, this it wasn't free. You know, Christ talked about freedom. Hmm. And this was very legalistic and it was a religion. And what I was reading. Where, where'd you come up with that? conclusion uh just from what you've been reading what i had been reading in the bible in the new testament about what jesus said okay okay that's good yeah so i was like he was not legalistic at all right and so um about a year of this kind of challenging kind of now maybe uh, for the sake of listeners right when you when you say legalism right i just want to clarify you are you saying that um, you are basically required or you feel compelled greatly to follow a set of rules and regulations, legal rules and regulations, that if you, if you don't follow, there are ramifications? Is that right? Yeah, you're not being a, a good Christian. You're not being a good Christ follower. You're not doing what like God not, wants you to do. You're not, okay, so, so the, there's a guilt Oh, if, if yeah, you don't, guilt and shame. If you know guilt and shame yep. that come along with not following the rules. Exactly. Okay, yep. all right, just want to be sure. I'm no, on the that's right page. great. No, thank you, great question. I ended up breaking up with uh, the pastor's daughter. Okay. And uh, I went to the school there, too. So it was a church we went to, and I also went to the private school. They had a private school there, too. Okay. So, I mean, I was in it, man. Yeah, you were deep. Deep in it. And so um, I remember... I went, uh, the the pastor there was also the head or principal of the school. Okay. Right? He Makes ran sense. everything. Okay? Sure. Well, the one guy's in charge. Right. And so, I, so yeah, I went to him um, and he, he let all seniors go half a day, right? Okay. Like half a day at school? Yeah. Half a day on their senior year. They oh, did that's, their- That's pretty cool. I know. It was awesome. And then when I came to be a senior, I graduated as a junior- I didn't graduate, sorry. Uh, well, I completed my 11th grade year. Okay. Yeah. Starting senior. He changed the rules like mid-stream. He's like, you guys are going to go all day. And mm. so I challenged him on that. So he changed from half day to full day. Yep. And I'm like, why is that? Because I, like, I was looking forward to being a senior. I'm like, oh. half day, that's awesome. He had to draw the line somewhere though, didn't he? I mean, some, at some point you got to change. You got to institute the change. 
sometime. I mean, I never keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. no. So I'm like, hey, um, Pastor, if uh, is there any way we could do half day? And he goes, no, that's it. And I said, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm not coming back. I had talked to my parents already about this, and I said, I'm just going to get my GED because I was going to have to get it anyways mm. and start college. And he goes, well, that's not God's will for you. Oh, is that what he said? That's what he said, quote, unquote. And I, That's and I, not God. The, to to quit, quote, quit his private school and get your GED is not God's will for you. Yeah, quote, unquote. Wow. That, that's not God's will. And I, and I asked him, like, not disrespectfully, but honestly, like, how do you know what God's will is for me? Mm, yeah. And he goes, because I don't know what God's will is for me, right? I'm totally Does confused. Anybody remember? Right. I'm totally like. Well, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, I said, how do you know what God's will is for me? And he goes, well, God wants you to finish what you start. Okay. And he's like, you started high school. You need to finish it. That's God's will for you. Oh. Hmm. And uh, I said. Where's that in the Bible? Right? I said, okay. So that was kind of a big dividing point. And I just, I, I stopped kind of going to the, to the church there. And my parents kind of not followed me, but they, they knew where there were some controlling issues there too. Okay. And I wasn't happy. And we broke up, I broke up with the, the daughter and I said, well, I'm not coming back. And you I didn't told her. You finish him, that either, did you? No. So I said, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. And so um, I, I started, well, basically, at that same time, my folks started going up to uh, Story, Wyoming, where my grandpa was preaching. Okay. And we went to church there, and I led praise and worship there, um, you know, and I continued on going to church. Okay. Because that's what you do. Then I graduated, uh, well, I didn't graduate high school. I got my GD, started going to college, went a couple of years, shared in college. And then um, came up to Billings mm-hmm. and went to, um, and I'm skipping over a lot of stuff here just right. for sake of time. Sure. But then I went to Yellowstone Baptist College, right? Okay. Or they call it Yellow, Yellowstone Christian College. Okay. And that's where I met Kimberly and I got involved with another pastor. Before I get, went there, let me just say this. Uh, then I, I left the legalistic church, mm. helped out at some other youth groups in town, went to my grandpa's church. Well, as I was going to college, I also met a guy named Joe. Joe. Brandon will know who that is. And I helped do ministry with Joe at the college. Sheridan College. Yeah, Sheridan okay. College. Because yeah. Joe, um, and remember how I told the story about Marion Kimberly? Yeah. And, and yeah, he, yeah. yeah, that's the same that's Joe. That's Joe, okay. All right. right. So let me. Was so it? I had a I had a breakup basically with this Steve, this pastor. Okay. Right. Then Joe. Right. But he and was like super supportive, and he was like this awesome mentor, and I just kind of fell in love with him, and we did ministry there, mm-hmm. and uh, I just he was awesome. Was that a legalistic place as well, or or not? No, it was like um, it was part of the Southern Baptists. Southern, are they less legalistic in Southern yeah. Baptist? And they're on the, mm-hmm. the, the yeah, and Joe is a part of that affiliation or, or okay. uh, denomination. Okay. And um, so I mini- did ministry stuff with out of Wesleyan Church, and I then I did ministry stuff with the with the Camp Crusaders or something like that. Campus Crusade. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then um, and things were pretty good there, but I left to go to college at uh, up here in Montana. Okay. 
And so I kind of said goodbye to Joe, but we st- we kept in touch. He was still my mentor. Uh, run a lot of stuff past him. Then came up here, started going uh, to college, but I found a church up here, which was Blue Creek Baptist Church. Okay. But it was Southern Baptist, and I met uh, this guy named Bruce, who is the pastor there. And they were looking for a youth pastor. Mm. So he hired me. I interviewed he, so I was doing youth pastor work, going to college, mm-hmm. doing that. Well, uh, I started dating Kimberly, mm-hmm. and I came out late past curfew one night because we were dating, and I was staying at the dorms. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the dean of women came into the men's dorm because the dean of the men's dorm was gone. Right? Okay. And so uh, she comes in to write me the citation. I'm in my boxer shorts because I'm in the men's dorm. And she has me sign this like little citation thing. In your boxer shorts. In my boxer shorts. Okay. So I'm just there. I'm like, whatever, here you go. Well, she went to Bruce, the pastor that I worked for at Blue Creek Baptist Church, and basically told him that I had mooned her. Oh. Right? Like drop trial. Yeah, yeah, just totally drop trial mooned her. Wow. Okay. So and I was dating Kimberly at the time. So I show up to set up for work. I show up that night, youth groups Wednesday night. I'm showing up early. I'm getting stuff set up. I walk in the door, and the pastor's sitting there with his wife and this this other lady, the Mm -hmm. dean of women, and he just hands me a check. He's like, you're no longer employed here. I want you to leave. I don't want to see you ever again. Wow. And I said, well, do I get a chance to explain myself? He's like, no. Anybody who behaves in that type of manner doesn't deserve to. You didn't even get to defend yourself? No. I didn't get to tell myself. Nothing. Wow. Not a word. He said, I want you to clean out your desk. I want you to leave Wow. and get out. And I, I was just frozen. I've never been fired from anything in my life because mm. I've tried to be a hard worker. Sure. So I'm frozen. Kimberly has to put her hand on my shoulder, and she's like, come on, let's just go. Went and cleaned out my desk, left. Hmm. Wow. Then I went into a depression. Sure. I dropped out of accused college. Accused of something. Yeah, that, and I didn't get a chance to defend myself or anything. That sucks. So I cleaned up my desk, left. I called Joe, hmm. right? And I said, look, I've just been fired. I don't know what to do. And he's like, get down to Claremont, because he was pastoring a, a church in Claremont. He's like, come down to Claremont. I'll have you do ministry with me. He's like, the best thing you need to do right now is get back on the horse, right? Okay. He's That's like, you need to keep keep doing ministry. You need to get back on the horse. Keep doing this stuff. Hmm. So I go okay. down there, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do ministry. But I, but there were several months there where I lived in a basement uh, of my father-in-law's house. I wasn't married at the time. Mm. Kimberly didn't live there she because her folks were separated. So she was living with her mom. I went and stayed in the basement. It was just this de- dark, depressing time in, wow. my, in my life. I go to Claremont that summer, and... Uh, I'm go to Joe and I'm like, okay, Joe, let's do ministry. I'm ready to do ministry. I know I need to do this. Well, mm. he goes, okay, well, during the week, uh, one of the ranchers here that uh, goes to a church really needs help, really needs a hand. And so you're going to work for him uh, and, and, and live in his basement. Hmm. And so... So he'd set this up for you? Yes. Okay. I didn't hardly do any ministry. I went down there and I lived in this rancher's basement i was up at the butt crack of dawn working on a ranch doing work driving tractors stuff i had no idea what i was doing totally alone 
mm. totally depressed, doing this job that I didn't want to do. And then I'd go to church on Wednesdays, whatever. Well, long story short, Joe told me, don't marry Kim. If you do, you're not going to go to right, ministry, right. all that stuff. So I broke up with Kimberly. I went on this missionary trip trying to serve the Lord, trying to do what's right. And the whole time, I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. I'm a confused young man who has no idea how life even works. Mm. Depressed. Okay. Trying to do Did you it. talk to anybody about your depression, by the way? No. Okay. Mm, Not really. I dealt with that alone. Yeah. That sucks. By myself. Yeah. Sorry I was about. terrible. Like crying all the Before time. Before you knew me, I think. Yeah. yeah. I go to Children Ministry Institute in Warrington, Missouri. Okay. Graduate from there. Missouri. Missouri. Get back together with Kimberly. Call Joe. That's when he flips out. So I break ties with him. I move back to Billings, and my fiancé at the time says, just get a job, get an apartment, start making it on your own for a little bit. Hmm. I'm like, okay. So I come back. I continue to go to church, but I've had this Steve guy tell me what God's will is for my life and that Hmm. I wasn't doing it. I had Joe tell me, you know, you're not going to do ministry if you marry this woman. I had this Bruce character, you know, kick me out of his church. And I started, like, looking at these men that were in these leadership positions in the church. Pastors, yeah. And I thought, man, these are a controlling group of guys. Mm. That doesn't seem quite right. I still kept giving it chance after chance after chance. And uh, I got married. We started going to a church up here in Billings. Mm. And... uh, I started volunteering at the uh, as a youth sponsor again, working with the youth group, uh, working under youth pastor. Sponsor, I know that's great. And uh, started working there. Um, and I had never, and this is this is probably telling for a lot of people. I had never gone through the Bible, hmm. and I was a youth pastor myself, and I was a youth sponsor for years and years and years. Grew up in the church, but I had never gone through the Bible myself. Like read through it. Like read through it, yeah. start to finish. Okay. I read, I can't remember what summer that was. I'd been married for a couple of years now. This is after you now met me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because we were going to the same church. Yeah. I had actually got the Bible on audio. Mm, okay. And I had gone through it. It's pretty handy. Yeah. I First time I'd actually gone through the Bible start to finish. Oh, nice. From Genesis all the way to Revelation. Sure. To listen to it. To listen audio, to it. Yeah. To go all the way through. And that changed my life. Mm. That was... Reading the Bible for reading, hearing the Bible from cover to cover. Changed my life. Wow. That is what... How so? Okay. That's what I'm going to get into. Okay. But I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah, and it did. Sweet. Thank, thanks, people, for bearing It was like literally a second for you, but I had to pee so bad. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, I, he I've really been drinking did. a ton of coffee, a lot of water. It's late night tonight. Yeah. Okay, so reading the Bible. Or listening. Or listening, sure. yes. Thank you. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation hmm. blew my mind. Blew your mind. I was shocked. Wow. What I were you shocked at? Everything. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. I'm going to tell you more. I hope so. Because you're my friend, and I tell you everything. I appreciate that. 
I realized that, especially the Bible in the or the church that's in the Bible, mm-hmm. is not the church that's happening right now. Okay, like the the church as described in Acts. Yes. Okay. Okay. The church that's described in Acts, I was like, "Holy cow, where's that?" Yeah, I don't see it either. Where is that church? Sure. I've yet to find a New Testament Acts church. Yeah, I would agree with that. They may, they may be out there. I haven't seen them. The closest thing that I've seen to that is the church that uh, my dad pastors. Mm. How that happened was how he became a pastor of that church was exactly how the Bible says it should work. Mm. He was amongst the believers yeah, and he was called out from that group of believers to pastor, to lead, to shepherd, to shepherd the people, to pastor, yeah. uh, as exactly how it should be. Yeah, well, I, not go to. He didn't go to seminary. No, really? No, he did not. Didn't go to school to be a pastor. How no. about that? Yeah, he's just been teaching and studying the word most he, of his he's adult been just life. Just a, a faithful Christ follower who yeah. studies the word. Yeah. I have a ter- tremendous a- amount of respect for him because he does that. He studies. Pastoral skill. And and he loves people. There you go. And and people, that, that body of believers that he was with recognized that hmm. and called him forward from amongst those people there. They basically said, hey. They didn't call an outsider. Right. We want you to do this. Hey, this guy's got a degree. Oh, he went to seminary. Oh, he went to seminary. Sweet. He, he can get up there and tell us exactly more than we do. Hmm. Okay, so before I get sidetracked, yeah, sorry, and go off on tangents, I help with that sometimes. Yeah, I I also met with you and talked with you a lot about like I started questioning because I'm reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the Bible that everybody says this is what we believe. We believe the Bible, right, right, and we follow the Bible. Yeah, and don't they all say that? Yeah, and they're taking these chunks of scripture mm-hmm. totally out of context, creating these three point messages yeah and basically giving their stance on these beliefs the thing that also changed blew my mind again from the bible in the new testament was jesus criticizing religion Mm, the religious people of the day the religious people of the day the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, you hypocrites, you brood of vipers. Oh, yeah. He lambasted he, them. Oh, man. He, he hit them hard. Yeah. And over he, and over again. Yeah. And he and he said, uh, you know, you, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. And then he, he said, I didn't come here to judge. So if anybody had the right to judge. Yeah. It would have been the Son of God. Right. And he goes, I didn't come here to judge. I came to seek and to save those who are lost. Mm-hmm. And he talks about his love for the people and how he can't stand this religious organization of people basically saying, you will be like us what and do do what we tell you to do or you're not in the group. Mm. Yeah, you can't be part of us. You can't be part of us. us. That makes sense, yeah. And Jesus took everything to a totally different level. Yeah. Which was awesome. Reading that all in context, reading the, the there is freedom in Christ. Yeah. Well, it's not, and it's not that there aren't boundaries. Right. But there's freedom within the boundaries. Right. 
Right? Freedom from... You can't just do whatever you want. Right. But within the boundaries of what we're given to do, yeah, there's a tremendous amount of freedom, I think. So that blew me away. Hmm. All of the things that Jesus was saying, the anti-religious mm-hmm. things that he said. About, by re- again, religious, you mean rules and regulations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I started realizing that Jesus didn't have a bunch of rules and regulations. <laughs> and he, he said, I only do what I see my father do. Yeah. And, and, then, and then also, I kind of had this epiphany that religious or religion is man-made. Mm. Yeah. Man came up with a lot of these rules. Yeah. And uh, I started reading like about tithe. Tithe is never mentioned in the New Testament. The word tithe? Yes. Mm. The dude, the New Testament church gave everything they had. Everything. It wasn't a tenth. Yeah. These people came and they communed together, this group of believers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. we're gonna get into that a little bit a little bit deeper. Sure. And this whole 10% thing, that's from the Old Testament. Okay. Um, and I did some research on that. Yeah. Uh, for the priests. Sure. The Levites. The Levites. Yeah. They, they, God called them to be priests. Yep. Did not give them a land inheritance. Exactly. And yeah. so they, God told the people surrounding them, give a tenth of what you make, a tenth of your food, mm-hmm. a tenth of your livestock, a tenth of your growth a tenth of your money so that they can support themselves and take care of themselves Mm -hmm. that's where that comes from yeah so i'm i'm finding Mm -hmm. all this out by going through the bible okay which is awesome i'm like this is amazing okay this is incredible and this is not the modern church is not what the bible says doesn't look like that doesn't look like that Mm. and um i started talking to kimberly about it and she wasn't fully on board yet Mm mm-hmm um, we were going to this church and, uh, the production, what you're talking about, like these awesome songs that were specifically designed to trigger this emotional response from you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, music will do that. More. And it was this formula of let's have something peppy and good to get things going. Mm-hmm. And then let's slow it down. Slow it down. Let's get real folks. Let's just slow it down a little bit and <clears throat> let's start being contemplative now. Mm-hmm. Now's the time for that. Right. Because soon we're going to get a really good pep talk here. Yeah. Okay. And I'm being cynical. I hear you. I hear and, your cynicism. And then we get that pep talk and then you go out and be good Christians all week well, long. Well, don't forget the emotional uh, crescendo at the end. Yeah. Also yes. br- brought on by the music. Exactly. And uh, I, I, and this is probably me being judgmental, which is fine. I'm just going to lay it out there. I would look around at the, you know, during this time, and you'd see people like emotional, you know, like crying or lifting their hands and like worshiping, and it was just this most incredible, powerful thing. And I'm like, okay, it, that's awesome that you feel that way, but if that is a true emotional response, you would think that would change your life. Mm. You'd think it would, it would affect you beyond Sunday afternoon. Exactly. And so I'm reading. So you didn't see it either, because that's what I didn't see when I was talking last week. 
Yeah, you don't you don't see the the change. Right, exactly. The so people you show. see the hypocrisy. You see the show. You see this production happening. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're we ha- we have this formula, and all of these things. And as I'm reading the Bible, it's not lining up. It's right. not matching. It's not what Jesus is saying. It's not what the Bible is saying. Hmm. Like. For example, like a lot of churches use like the Roberts Rules of Regulation or the Roberts Rules of, I think it's Roberts or, Rules of Regulation. Okay. Like all in favor, say aye. Roberts all ab- Rules of Order, I think. Roberts Rules of Order, yeah. thank you. So all in favor, say aye. Mm. All opposed, say nay, mm-hmm. right? So that's not in the Bible. Nope. And in fact, in the book of Acts, the New Testament church, it says if you're not in full agreement, you don't move forward. You're all in one accord. accord. If you if you have folks. one person that's in disagreement, you know what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're supposed to pray yeah. according to the New Testament and ask the Holy Spirit to move amongst you so that you will all be in agreement. They're all in agreement. All of the people. Everybody. Not, not just the leaders. Okay, so then there's there was so all of this all of this past relationship stuff going mm-hmm. through the Bible, this is all adding up. Yeah. There were two kind of final um things that killed it for me. Two final incidences mm. that I said, That's it, I'm done. I'm not uh I'm not uh, part of the modern church anymore. One was um going to this church. And they decided to build a swimming pool. Mm. Okay. And the speech that they gave about this is God's will, this is what God's called us to do, it was amazing. It was so well orchestrated. The sales pitch was mm. outstanding. And my wife fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, mm. to where she's like, I think the Lord, and they had these commitments that you could sign. Commit to $80 a month or commit to however much per month to get this done because God's going to use this to do incredible, wonderful, amazing things. Okay. And I remember sitting there in the pew with my wife and I said, don't sign it. We were newly married. Mm-hmm. I said, don't sign that agreement because you're turning the church into a bill collector if you, if you, if you forget to pay that. And I told her that. Hmm. I said, don't sign that because you're making a commitment to this church to give them this amount of money right. per month. And if you fail to do that, you're just turning the church into a bill collector. Hmm. Interesting. And she said, Matt, I just feel like the Lord is just calling me to do this. I just feel like, you know, because of this incredible sales pitch and speech. And we were newly married, so she, you know, now we're in more agreement almost 18 years later, right? Sure. Okay. She would listen to me now. Yeah. But back then she's like, no, I'm doing it. And I said, that's fine. She did it. Okay. And she was faithful for a long time, paying her $80 a month. And we were poor. We did not have a lot of money. Yeah, you didn't have much. Did no, you? we were just starting out young kids and I'm working at Office Depot. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, she's faithful to it. One month, um, she couldn't afford the $80. Hmm. So she didn't pay it. Okay. And sure enough, now we had been going to this church for a long time and nobody had ever reached out to us. Like we'd miss Sundays every now and then. Nobody's calling, nobody's checking, nobody's doing anything. Mm. I don't even know if we, you know, there's no connection there. Okay. She forgets to pay 
per month. Yeah. The very next week, we're getting phone calls, people wondering where's their money. Wow. What's going on? And then I'm continuing to read through the Bible. Okay. And they're like, you need to pay your bills. Well, yeah, you, you do. Right? You signed up for this, you need to commit it. Sure. So we ended up... <laughs> Where you been, though, huh? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the passage in... I think it's in John. Yeah, I was just reading it. I think it's in John. Where Jesus walks into the temple, and he walks back out, fashions a whip... Hmm. So this was not just spur of the moment random. He he sees what's going on with them selling livestock, okay, right, selling right. everything, selling the the sacrifices people can make. Right? Yeah, okay. he, they've they they're having business. Yeah, right? yeah. He fashions a whip. That uh, yeah, that, that takes, takes time. time. Takes time. A little premeditation. He goes in there, whipping people turning over the tables and saying, you've turned the house of God into a den of thieves. Hmm. Money changers and yep. thieves. Yeah. Hmm. And that hit me. Yeah. Because we have turned these modern churches into these community centers and they don't, they're not all bad. And I don't want people to get me wrong. Like the church, the modern church does a lot of good. Oh, sure. And they offer a lot of great alternatives mm-hmm. in and, the community, and, and, and they're helpful to for help the people. Yeah, yeah, and good absolutely. services to help, and uh, yeah. and that's awesome. But don't call yourself the church, hmm. because you're not. Hmm. You're a positive Christian-run organization. organization, and that's how they run their churches. Hmm. And man, all of the talk about we need to get more people in here. <laughs> we need to get. We need to. We need to increase the tithe. We need to get yeah. more money. Grow our membership. We need to get we need to get growth. And it's all about growth. It's all about more and more people. It's about more and more money. And hmm. uh this particular church was like, we've got like a five stage program. We're gonna build this building, we're gonna do this, we need people to give their money, we need to do this, this, this. That is not what the Bible says the church is. It's just not. Right. Church is not a building. And it's not an organization. Right. It's not a business. Right. Like one of the best lyrics I heard, which was eye opening too, was a U2 song. And it says, I put Jesus in show business and now it's hard to get into the door. Hmm. And that's what we do. We sell this awesome Jesus. Hmm. We sell and we get people to donate. We get people to give our money. And then when they don't, we make them feel bad because of these rules and regulations. You're not living by what this mm. religious organization set up for you. Not paying your bills. To follow. That probably hurt. Yeah. the It did. And that was painful for Kimberly, too. Like, that was kind of eye-opening for her. Yeah. The second incident is we, that Sunday, the pastor is asking for money. And he gives an incredible speech again about how we need to give. You guys need to give more. Mm. We need more money. And it's for God's work. And I mean, it's just beautiful. All these wonderful, great things. You guys need to step up and do this. Well, I was helping doing video production mm. in the church. And the lead worship guy and lead kind of video guy says, 
excuse me, he goes, Caleb, come over here and check out this brand new camera we just bought. This camera is a $5,000 camera. It shoots total high definition, but we don't have the high definition projectors yet to actually display the high definition stuff. Wow. I'm like, okay, so you're spending $5,000. No, I'm sorry. It's a $10,000 camera. $10,000. Yeah, video camera. For a video camera? Yeah, it was... You know, top of the line at the time. They're like and he showed refrigerators me, and stuff. Yeah, it was amazing. It was this ten thousand dollar camera, and they didn't even have the capability to to display its awesomeness. But they're you know they're in their phases, or whatever. But and and it happened that same week that wow. we just got the spiel of you guys need to give more. Hmm. You need to do this. You need to give more. And I'm like, you're spending ten thousand dollars on a video camera, hmm. and you're s- sitting there on, in the pulpit asking people to give money. Well, they can't buy a $10,000 camera without money. Right. So we could sit here and point out the hypocrisies of the church sure. all day long. Yeah. But the the thing that... But that was it. That was it. That was it for That you. was kind of my final straw. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore? I can't do this anymore. I mm. said, this is not... If I say that I believe the Bible... Right. Then I better believe the Bible. Right. My God shall supply all my needs. If I say <laughs> that... I'm a Bible believer, I'm a Christ follower, then I should probably know what the Bible says. We should. And I should probably follow it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, you think it's a good idea. And I didn't, um, there was nothing in the Bible that talked about this organization, this business that was running. In fact, it was just the opposite. It Mm. talks about the New Testament church as, as, in fact, the New Testament church didn't have a lot of unbelievers in it. Right. Okay, so the believers went out into the world, and they lived their lives, they did their jobs, and they were talking about Christ in their lives, and numbers were being added to their group daily. Yeah. Then they would meet. And they would meet together. They would meet together, this group of believers. Right. And they would pray together, they would encourage each other, and within that group, each one of them had their own spiritual gifts. Sure. And God has called all of those people to have an active role in that. Active, yeah. Active role, each active, one of them. Not passive. And, and the pastor is not the head of the church. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Right. The pastor is not the CEO. Because mm-hmm. it's not a business. Because it's not a business. And or it shouldn't I had be. all of the, I don't know if it's a certain personality type or what, I don't know. But all of these pastors are control freaks. I mean, not all of them, but many of the ones that we know. Well, what they're doing, and I've heard them talk. You should hear them talk Hmm. because they're like, I'm not going to let that happen in my church. You know, I've heard that. I have heard those, that same phrase come out of pastor's mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, my church. Exactly. It's my church. (laughs) Time out there, coach. Holy cow. Yeah. If you think about, if you, if you say, you know, the Bible. Right. And you're saying, uh, this is my church. This is my church. You are. These are. Yeah, you are way off in your theology. Yeah, if you if you say you believe the Bible, yeah, I guess. I mean, as as a pastor, if you are the shepherd, I mean, they're they're your flock, so to speak. But ultimately, Jesus is the good shepherd, and the whole term, or, or I should say, the right, Lord and, is my shepherd. Isn't that what what David right. wrote? The Lord is my shepherd; I right. shall not want. So you know, being in a shepherd role doesn't necessarily make you the only shepherd, right? And so what i what i read in the bible mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong because i can be wrong yeah we both can and i could have some stuff misinterpreted mm. and that's what's hard and that's what's 
that's what's confusing too is when you're when you're a new Christian and you're and you're excited about Jesus Christ or even if you're not a Christian and you're trying to explore and you realize that there's no solid answers yeah with a lot of like the theology how it can be interpreted so many different ways and it could be set up so many it's just like that's too hard I don't have time to figure all that out yeah right and that's why the foundation that you talked about last week of Jesus Christ is my foundation. Mm-hmm. After that, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I, because yep. I went to a Christian college for a while, mm-hmm. and I was in those debates that were a complete waste of time. Yeah, right. Why are you with people? I spent hours arguing theology and what the Bible says and mm-hmm. going over and over stuff to no no end. What drives me nuts is denominationalism. Yep. Right? That the, the people can be so separated and segregated based upon these little petty doctrines of, of, you know, oh, we do it this way and we do right. it this way. And, oh, man, that drives me crazy. Well, that drove Jesus nuts, too. If I you read so. that, yeah, you can read it. I'm telling you, reading the words of Jesus and what he said was so freeing. It was so amazing. And his love. Yeah. His love for people. And he was yep. accused of hanging out with the sinners. He was yeah, accused right? of hanging out with the prostitutes. Prostitutes. And he was accused. Tax collectors and so and like there's like there's this religion. Yeah. And so this there's this religion. And I'm tired of religion. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, I you know, you gotta say this, you gotta do this, yeah. and you have to be this way, and you have to look this way, and you have to act this way, and you need to say these things. Yeah. And then you're a good Christian. Well, all of that is bull. It is a bunch of crap. All of it. Yep. Because Jesus says, it is about you and me. Yep. It is about my relationship with you. Yeah. And Jesus said, I didn't come here to judge. That time. That's right. I came here to seek and to save those who are lost, to give hope. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father but through me. Exactly. And that's the only way. It's the only way. There isn't anything else you can do. Yep. And so in that in that church in Acts, mm-hmm. they it was almost like a commune. It, yeah, it really was. As you think about because it, because they came together and they like sold their property, mm-hmm. they sold their everything they had mm-hmm. and gave it to this group of people. Like whoever was hungry, they took care of. Yeah, in their group, right within their group, within, within their, their circle. Group. Sure. And they were going out and sharing Jesus, and people were coming to the church daily because they were being converted. Yeah. Well, why? Because there was power demonstrated that's right right people and were being healed so and people he, were being here's my being, here's my stuff because the there was healing happening mm-hmm. there was prophesying happening yep. there was all this stuff happening i haven't found that anywhere yeah and that's it's what freaks very me out rare. so it seems rare and so it makes me question everything it's very rare because i'm like where is that church yeah it says it in the bible i can't find it right yeah and and so the, i guess my question i mean is this something that you think can be fixed within the confines of the current institution? Or is this something you think we need to like start over somewhere somehow? Well, I think it's, like I said, there, the modern church has some good. Oh, sure, yeah, I think so. You know, and they play a role in these communities where they offer... Mm-hmm. super positive alternatives. Well, you know, and I think that the, uh, one of the original roles, especially in this country of the church, was kind of, the, I mean, it's it's turned over to the welfare state now mm-hmm. with the government, you know. Right. So now we, now we pay the money to the government to take care of us. Well, before that, it was the church. Right. The church 
took care of people because that's what the part of what the church is for to take care of love and care for people within your community and if people in your community need help then christians step up and help because that's, right. that's what it means to be a christ follower yep and there's been a massive failure yeah the church has failed to take care of people partly i think because the government tried to get into the business but also i think the government got into the business because the church abdicated its responsibility mm-hmm. i would agree with that and and so what i can't what i what i don't like is the terminology of people saying i'm going to church mm-hmm. that's my church well that's yeah. not biblical it's not if you say you believe the bible that is not biblical talk yeah it's just not and and is it semantics? I mean, are we just playing well, with words it, here? Well, in that case, it might be semantics, but it's a big one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because we, the body, is the individuals, the believers. Yeah. That is the church. Right. And we, and so people say, well, you know, the Bible says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to go every single week, folks. Well, also, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You and I meeting, yeah. I'm not, we're, we're two not or more gathered in my name. There right. I am as well. Right? Doesn't mean it has to be a traditional service. Exactly. And the formula gathering. Gosh. So I stepped away. Hmm. I stepped away and met with you for a while. Yeah. And did that, and that was yeah. fun. That You're was part good. of the group for. And then um, I also believe to kind of a, a conservative style of. Uh, with my children. Mm-hmm. How has that affected your children, by the way? Well, they don't know any different. Okay. Because we left the the modern business. <laughs> um, we left that before we started having children. Okay. And we both, Kimberly and I, talked about, if we're going to have kids, we're going to be the one that raises them. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the ones that raise them. Yeah. That that includes biblical instruction. That includes biblical instruction. Okay. So I'm not going to depend on anybody else to teach my children the Bible. No Sunday I will, school for you, huh? I will teach them. Yeah. Um, I'm not, and so we homeschool our kids. Yeah. And we teach them the Word of God. We do devotions and we pray with them, and and they talk and they ask, and I am totally honest with them. And Jesus is the only way. Yeah. And. Uh, what about your wife? What she think about all this? She's really close in full agreement. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because I don't. She wasn't at first, right? Well, she she saw the um. I don't want to say bondage, but she saw the um manipulation hmm. of the church. Okay. Uh, the manipulating people to do what they ask to do, and if you don't, then you're not good. Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 religion. Yeah, it is. That is religion. That's, yeah. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, then you're not good. Or, or you're not good enough to be part of us. Yes. Which that sucks. is totally opposite of what Jesus taught. Yeah. Right. Nothing you can do is good enough, people. Yeah. And so it <laughs> that's was the whole point. Yeah. It was just like. Um, <laughs> It doesn't matter. You pick it. Any denomination, any religion, it's mm. uh, that they're, it's a religion. Yeah. And Jesus specifically preaches against religion. Yeah. You know, one thing that ha- that struck me, and I didn't mention this last week, and I should have, it's something I kind of forgot, um, unity. I really feel strongly about 
Christ followers should be united. Yep. Under one banner, under one, not organization, but just one belief, right? And the belief in salvation through Christ alone. And if, if, I think if people were more united, there would be more power. Instead of fighting and bickering yeah. over like Bicker, all these... the little petty doctrines yep. and little things, little differences, and we believe this way and we believe that way. I think that has caused whether not only the division, but the weakness, or I should say lack of power demonstrated in the church today. It's because of our disunity. Is that the word I want to look for? <laughs> right? it's, it's because of our, our, our lack of love for one another and unification under this one super important topic of Jesus. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that's a, a travesty for, for denominationalism because it creates separation. It creates this us versus them uh, mentality where, you know, any, because you, you can go to certain churches where they talk about other churches. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, those guys over there in that mm-hmm. church, you know, and, and they're talking about these people other Christ followers as if they were bad people because of their particular uh, set of, of denominational rules or their particular set of um, doctrinal beliefs, right? They believe this versus you and then how it's different and how that makes them somehow worse than you. And, and the world sees that. Oh, man. And the world's like, holy cow, you guys call yourselves Christians. Right. This group does and this group does, and yet you're... Fighting what? Yeah, what chance about each do other. we have? Yeah, what chance do we have? Right. Yeah, and I, we're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be the example. Yeah. And Christ is supposed to make a difference. And there is a massive group, and we've talked about this, of people walking away from the church because it's not, it's not meeting the true <laughs> spiritual. Um, I don't think it's doing what it was intended to do. Well, it's not because people are looking for something real. Yeah, people are looking for something real, and when they see people uh, <laughs> emotionally responding to the music and this awesome pep talk, and then walking out and being just like the world, like I said, the, in yeah. the church, the divorce rate is just as high. And well, see, and I'm out of bad habit using the term church, but in that Christian organization, organization mm-hmm. the it's the world. Yeah. Well, and they see, there's no difference. They see it's fake. There's no difference. They see the hypocrisy. The, the, they see it's the fake. Falseness. And of it, and and the what show. got me away was the picking and the choosing of the different scriptures to uh, to tell your message, your version mm-hmm. of what you want people to hear. Yeah. And like I said, pastors get up there. The whole system of pastors getting up there, giving this awesome speech, and and a bunch of people just sitting there absorbing it, mm-hmm. not being involved, not parti- not, not sharing their spiritual right. gifts that God has given them. That is not church. Right. That is not the church. Agreed. The church is this group of people where a pastor rises up amongst the group mm-hmm. and shares a word right. from the word. Sure. Uh, then you've got encouragers. You've got. You've got uh, deacons. You've got all these people yeah. that are supposed to be pastors, teachers. Exactly. You've got all of these people that have had uh, mm-hmm. gifts given, and they're all supposed to be a part of that assembly. Active. Active. Not passive. Can't find that anywhere. No, I, I see passive I everywhere come, I go. Everywhere I want to come. Been. I want to sit down. I want to get this great yeah. message. Feel good message. I want to sing some songs. I'll give you some money, and I'll see you later. I'm yeah, I feel go good about. I feel good about and myself I'm not for a study. week. Study. I'm not going to go into the word. I'm not going to yeah. do my own work. Right. It is. It is. It is. 
setting Christians and non-believers up for failure. Fail, it, it, it totally does. Because it's, when when wow. when the when when things get hard and they do they because do. life sucks. Yeah, this life in this experience is so hard. And, I, and hard. I, 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 I'm not. I know. I know. I'm generalizing. Life doesn't always suck. But no, no. There are hard there are times. There are hard places and there hard are times. Hard times. I don't know there are anybody hard who disagree seasons. with you on that. And and it's just like martial arts when you are not. When you are not prepared, mm-hmm. and the modern organization, Christian organization, is not preparing people mm-hmm. for the hard times. Right. And so when life hits, and they say Jesus is supposed to make everything better, and it doesn't, and, and you're going, you lose somebody you love, or something's going on with your kid, and mm-hmm. you're like, I thought Jesus was going to make all things better, like he's a magic genie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And just name it and claim Gene it. And your life's going to be great. And if it's not, then you've done something wrong. And that's oh, what and, I struggled or, with. Or your faith isn't big enough. Exactly. Your faith isn't good enough. Yeah, or and deep that's enough. what I struggled with because I the was like. The guilt that comes with exactly, that. Exactly. The guilt and the shame. And people just, after a while, just walk away. Yeah. They just well, like, get tired I'm, of it. Yeah. Because they, I'm tired of feeling guilt and shame. Yeah. I don't know all the answers. I don't know how this works, but I'm going to go somewhere where I'm not shamed and guilt and I feel terrible. Right. And when bad things happen. I get a divorce, or I, or my kid has a disease. My kid has a disease, or he's got issues. Whatever. And then it's like, well, we he, he, obviously you've there screwed must be up. Something There's wrong something with wrong with you. Right, wrong with your faith. Yes. Yeah. Wrong with your. You must have sinned. And that's where yeah. I struggled with that for years, and yeah. I got angry about right? it. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. I got about angry. That. Yeah, I did, and I and I like that is not of Christ. No, it's not. That's not Christian. That that's is not, not Christian. That is not. That's total. That's religious nonsense. That is not of Christ. Garbage. That is not the Bible. No. And it's destroying people's lives and to where they're just totally rejecting Christ. Right. They don't even know what they're rejecting. They don't even know what they're rejecting. They're re- they're, yeah. They say they don't want anything to do with it. They don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Yep. No, and, and I think, you know, as as husbands and fathers, which is really the kind of the point of this whole podcast, right? Right. Last episode in this episode... You know, it's up to us to lead our families because yep. ultimately that's what we're, we're going to stand before God, you and I, yep. we're going to stand before God and we're going to be held accountable for what we said and what we did first and foremost for our wives, our wives and our children, yep. right? What, I believe that. what we did here in this experience and how it affected them. And we as leaders are going to be held to a higher standard. That's right. Right? What did Jesus say? Better a, a, a millstone be hung around your neck and you get thrown into the sea than you lead one of my little ones astray. Mm-hmm. And that means that, that anybody who, who says that they're a leader of other people spiritually, your responsibility is so, so great. It's incredible. It would be better that you drowned. That's right, and so then to lead a, 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 your, a little one astray. Yeah. A little one just means innocent ones, right? right? Just means it doesn't have to be a child. It could be a newbie to the faith. It could be a, a fresh convert. It could be right. And so, if you are teaching these people wrong, if you're teaching, if you're leading them, if you're setting them up for failure, mm-hmm. and they fail, that's on you, yep. and that's on me. Yep. And so, if we if we don't get this right, there's eternity at stake for people. That's how serious this is, yep. and I, I don't, I don't want to stand before God and go, uh, well, my pastor, you know, he told me, he told me this, and he, and he told me that, and I just, I just believed him. 
And I also think that this falls in line with what the Bible talks about in the end times. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking about that, it talks about a lukewarm <laughs> church. The lukewarm church. And the lukewarm uh, organization. Spew you Where out you're of my neither mouth. hot nor cold. I mm-hmm. spew you out of my mouth. Yep. And I didn't want to be a part of that. Nope. I, I, I made a choice basically after Jonathan, after those two years, going through the Bible again yeah. and hitting that scripture where, where he says, I think it's in John, where he says, look, you didn't sin and this kid didn't sin. The parents didn't sin. He didn't sin. Right. I have a purpose and a plan. Yeah. And I believe that. I believe in the Bible, and I believe what it says is true. And so I say, I say Jesus has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us, mm-hmm. and I wanted to follow the Bible. That's yeah. why I stepped away from the modern <laughs> church, because I was not following the Bible hmm. in the modern church. You felt that the church wasn't following it either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I wasn't following it, and the modern church is not following the Word of God. Yeah. I don't know. We're on the same page there, brother. And so that's why I walked away. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible didn't line up with what I was seeing. Yeah. Or <clears throat> I guess to say that what you were seeing didn't line up with the Bible. Exactly. What I was seeing in the... Thank you. What I yeah. was seeing in the... It's what, it's, what, it's what we see. It's what you and I both see. Yeah. Well, and well, what a whole lot of people out there yeah, see. Yeah, because it was this... It was not organic. The, the, the closest thing I've seen to it really is my dad's... Mm-hmm my dad's pastoring that congregation there yeah. because he, you know, didn't go to seminary. He was, right. he just studied to show himself approved hmm. and he, they prayed together. They were all in agreement yeah. and they called him to be the pastor in that church. Right. Now I'm curious. And then this is just, maybe this is for another episode too, cause we're already getting on on this one. Um, how that works. Like does his group congregation or, you know, thing that that they do over there does he allow uh open expression of one's spiritual giftings uh, in the service i don't know i'm not involved okay i, I that'd can't. be good to maybe that, have him be, on sometime. that's a great t- we'd love to that, maybe that, have your dad on great. the show yeah the um, show i just called this the show the show i'm sorry yeah it's not the show it's, it's you and me show. talking yeah, that's right sorry folks oh my gosh God, so it, disappointed man blew it <laughs> <laughs> forgive me I love the Bible. Yeah. I love Jesus. Yeah. And uh, the Bible actually, if you read through it, and this is what I will challenge husbands yeah. and fathers. Read the Bible. Get cover it, to cover. Cover to cover in its entirety. Yeah. Don't skip things. Even, Don't skip even things. the parts you think are Go boring. Through it. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is absolutely astounding because you, in the Old Testament, you get to know kind of the heart of God mm, yeah. and you see. There's incredible stories in there. Oh, it's just absolutely amazing. And then, like, like I said, I was just blown away because I'm like, well, that's because I would hear pastors say, you know, let's read this scripture. So this and this, this is what you need to work on. I'm like, that's not even what's talking about. <laughs> that's not even what that, pa- that passage right, right. was talking directly to the disciples in a certain way and telling right. them they needed to do this thing. And you totally just took that and twisted it. That's not even what it's talking about right there. Right, right. That's what blew me away. Well, that's, that's so common though. Oh, it's just like, 
if you're going to say you believe the Bible, right. then believe the Bible. Yeah, the whole thing. The Not whole thing. Not just the pieces of Do it that you it like. Says. Yeah, exactly. Right? Not just a piece you want to take out of context and use so to now, beat somebody over the head. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I've stopped arguing with people, too. <laughs> yeah. about about certain you know cuz you can debate it till you're blue in the face oh, yeah. and i believe the bible calls that foolishness i believe so too it's foolish yeah. to sit there and say oh no in order to be saved you have to be baptized <laughs> you know like there are so many different yeah. things that you say i'm like uh, i i'm not going to argue with you i'm not going to fight with you all i know is that jesus christ is the only way mm-hmm. the truth and the life yeah no one gets to the father except through him that's right and and people and everything is up for debate. That's the thing is like everything after that. After that, yeah, is up for debate. But even the name of Jesus, like the oh, right, the right? Bible, because oh, no. we were talking as about we this. Speak in English exactly, right now, exactly. As we speak Hebrew in English, so Aramaic you can break it down to the most ridiculous levels. You could because yeah. in the Hebrew tongue, it was Yeshua. Yeshua, yeah. There's a lot of ways to and there's a lot of ways to say that too. Could pronounce it, yeah. Exactly. So it's just like, and Jesus came from the. Was it a Aesus, which was some other god of something from a Roman story? Yeah, from way back. Yeah, you know, and, I, and if and you read the Bible, there is no swinging of incense anywhere <laughs> that you need to do. Well, there is there. Thing, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Religion is man-made. Yep, and it's made for control. Uh, yeah, it's made to guilt and shame when you're not doing what they want you when to you're, do. With you, yeah, when you're not doing what they tell you to do. The only way that they have to control you is through guilt and shame. Yep. And so they imprison you with religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus yeah. frees us from religion. Yeah. Because he says, no, you don't have to do any of those things. Nothing you can do. You don't have to do any of those is things. good enough to earn you anything. It's so simple. And I think that's why it's all spiritual. Yeah. How can we, con- how can we make this convoluted? How, we can, how can we muddy up the waters? How can we just make this... Um, Hard to understand and intimidating, so you don't right. want it. To, it's simple. It really is simple. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Yeah. Period. That's it. Yeah. And and it's faith. It really is. Yeah. Well, yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. And I choose to believe the Word of God. I yeah. choose to believe in Jesus. Yeah. And after that, it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Nothing. I, nothing matters enough to argue and to divide yep. and to be separate from other believers because of petty differences. Well, the religious people of the time asked Jesus. They tried to trip him up all the time and be like, hey, what's the best commandment? What What are the ones you should make yeah. the most? And the thing is, sin is sin is sin. Right. right? There's and, no sin that's greater right, than another exactly. sin. Right, exactly. It drives and, me nuts. And uh, Jesus says, uh, the greatest commandment is to love God with everything you've got. Yeah. As I summarize it. And he said, and the second one is just as important as mm-hmm. the first, and that's to love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. Yeah, that's it, folks. Show up and do your best. Yeah. If you're loving God and you're loving other people, you're doing the will of God. Yeah. And then we'll get into other conversations like in the book of Hebrews about that and stuff. But I want to encourage dads. Yeah. And I want to encourage fathers. Just men in general. Men in general. There is a reason. There is a spiritual reason why you have not read the Bible or gone through it. Um, I'm not a great reader. 
mm. myself. I'm kind of slow. Yeah. And so getting the Bible and audio that was helpful for you. Was super helpful for yeah. me. Because I'm driving around with my work a lot and I and I'm just I was just blown away. Take the time because it is your spiritual well being yeah. that we're talking about. And when you can be healthy or somewhat healthy spiritually and you don't have to be good enough. Well, you're not going to be. You're never going to be. You're not going to get it right all the time. Yeah, and so just to help lead your family in the spiritual... Yeah. Lead your kids, lead your wife. Yep. And don't abdicate that leadership, men. Yeah, don't let don't, somebody else do it. Oh, gosh, yeah, right? Take responsibility for that. And and I have, I, I got to be honest, I, I have been in the past guilty of abdicating that teaching that leading mm-hmm. of my kids especially but but even my wife um spiritually and and I I'm I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to answer for it one of the one of the biggest things that you could teach your children and this is what I'm trying to work with them right now is self-control hmm. which is a fruit of the spirit yeah and the best way to teach them self-control is to model yeah. self-control right well, all of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, exactly. peace, patience, kindness, all of them, they have to be modeled. Yeah. And you can't do that on your own. No. Nope. So you have to ask for help. Well, that's what the, the, that whole fruit of the Spirit thing, I love that picture, right? And actually, we teach this in our in our classes and stuff at the karate school. Like, what is fruit? That's a question to you. What is fruit? Something you eat. Well, sure it is. But fruit, in, in essence, just, just think about this, fruit is external proof of what kind of tree it is. Well, yeah. Right? Exactly. The thing that grows off the outside yeah. shows, will tell you, if, if I'm not a botanist, I don't know that it's a right. apple tree a versus tree, a pear right tree or a peach oh, tree. Oh, look at, Hey, an apple yeah. just came out of there. That's that an apple tree. must be an apple tree, right? So if there's this fruit of the Spirit, right, then that means if I am, if the Spirit of God is in me, which I believe it is, then my life should have proof on the outside of love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, yes. gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. All of these things should be coming off of me like fruit that That's, is proof exactly. of what's going on inside my heart. Yep. And look at, yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't want to say, you know, look at all these so-called Christians mm-hmm. who are just like the world. And so the world sees that, and they're like, "Well, they're no different, yeah, no different than no different." Else. And I, you know, and not that yeah. that may, again, it doesn't make us better. No, it doesn't make you better, and it doesn't if, make you a bad person. But if either. the spirit of God is in you, yeah. that stuff should be coming out of you. And so, chiggity, check yourself. Exactly. Right, because I mean that everybody, I believe, at some point in their life, whether you're a Christ follower, especially when if you call yourself a Christ follower, should check yourself. Examine yourself, the Bible says, to see if you're in the faith. That's in the New Testament, mm-hmm. right? We should examine ourselves, and I honestly would do it frequently. That's right? what it means. Well, that, and I go back to this all the time, and I quote it all the time. Be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Being conscious of your behavior, being conscious of what you're doing. And you can apply that to all kinds of situations. When you're yeah. in the middle of a situation where you're disciplining your children or you're trying or something bad happens to you and your kid's watching you, just catch yourself. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I'm supposed to be transformed by them renewing my mind. I'm supposed to be the model, the example. Right. And it is a responsibility. It and is. if you're having kids, step up, be responsible. Yeah. Come on, men. Yeah. You can do it. Husbands. 
Come on, husbands, men. You if can do it. If you, you're, you can do this. You can do it. It's yeah. not easy. But you know what? Check out the website because I have this awesome video from Denzel Washington saying exactly that. If everything was easy, <laughs> you would not grow. Right. If there was no hard things, oh, no challenges. Sense. And that's what discipline is. It's doing the hard things now so when the hard things come later, yeah. you can tolerate them. You can bear them. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. And that's what we talked about. Like the church is not preparing people for the hard times. See, and I just messed up there again. The church. It's not the church. We (laughs) are the church. The body is, I I can't say that enough. Right. But we're over. Yeah, we're over time. We're way over time. Sorry, folks, in over an hour. But this is important uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's something that I'm passionate about too. We are. And And we felt the need to, over these last two episodes, to tell you a little bit more about us. A little yep. bit more about what we believe, so about what know we. Us. So yeah, it's really so you guys get to know us, and and because we know each other, and we've talked had many of these conversations before. In fact, most of these kind of these journey conversations. I mean, you and I have been having these for years. Yeah. I mean, since the early two thousands. And we question ourselves all the time. Oh man, I question you. You question me. We yeah, question ourselves. I, I, qu- I question myself all the time. All the time. Am I doing what's right? Am I doing right. what's best for am my the, family? Yeah, I'm on the right track, or yeah. am I off base? Yeah, exactly. What you know? you, what, what have you read in the scripture? What you know? Right. And we we challenge each other all the time. And and, and I hope and I'm thankful for that. Oh, super. I'm thankful for and, you. And I want to challenge you, men out there in podcast land, if you don't have somebody to talk to. You need to find somebody. Find somebody that you trust, that you know will help you stay on the right track, right? And and whether that's a a friend or a mentor or just somebody that you know that uh, will will challenge you properly, right? Because you can challenge somebody improperly. That's this for another time. But that you can bounce ideas off of, that you can bounce... Uh, your thoughts and your doctrine and your beliefs and and I mean question that stuff all the time. See if you're in the faith. See if you're on the right track. And if you're not, fix it. Correct it. Read the Bible, man. Yep. Do what it says. The Bible's amazing. It's, Just, if you actually read it, it's encouraging. Yeah, oh, it's super. encouraging and it's freeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not just a book of rules. Yeah. And you know what? Just remember, nobody knows anything. Yeah. Nobody knows anything. If you got a guy coming and being totally like, nope, this is what it is. This is what you got to believe. This is how you got to think. Okay, you get away from that person. Yeah, run. Because nobody knows. Right. There's so much gray water or murkiness. Hey, folks, we don't know either. Yeah, nobody knows. (laughs) And guess what? We don't either. Nobody knows. Yeah, we'll tell you what we think. We'll be happy to do that. This is my personal spiritual journey with Jesus. Yeah. And he's working with me on it. Yep. And, yep. uh, appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. Nobody knows. I, I, I thank you for listening yeah. and thank you everybody for listening too and, and being a part of this. Let us know what you think. It really is encouraging when you reach out. Yeah. Please reach out. Yeah. Give us, you know, send us an email or, or go to the anchor.com and then you can leave us a voice message yep. or you can, uh, you know, leave us something on Instagram or, or any of the ways that you can contact us. We'd love to hear yeah, from you. I'd love to hear. Yeah, it's encouraging you know, to hear from it, you guys. Hopefully this is encouraging to you as well. Um, and, and, and to be quite honest, if it's not, please let us know that too. Yeah. You know, I, I want to know either way. I, absolutely. I mean, this is, it's important that, uh, you know, you know, you and I, Caleb, we're going to do this regardless of mm-hmm. what people think about us and right. regardless of what people feel about us. So, hey, if you don't listen anymore, 
then don't listen anymore. But if you're as encouraged as I am by my friend Caleb here and the stuff that that he has to say and maybe some things that I have to say, not that we know anything, but that we're just sharing we're just sharing our experiences. And you know what? It's with, been with like therapeutic other. for me. Oh, I love this with this because time. it's been so good to like get stuff off of my chest and yeah. just put it out there. Oh, totally. And just it's like, a little weird. It's a little weird. I'm like, but just to let it fly. Yeah, let stuff out, man. It's been like therapy for me. La- last week. I mean, I'm I'm saying stuff over the podcast here that I don't think I've ever told anybody except yeah. maybe you and maybe one or two other people in my whole life. Yeah. And now, uh, if there's 300 plus listens, there's that many people who now know. Yeah. And that's that's weird to me because I don't typically share that stuff. So you know. And we're all gonna be just fine. We are. Yep. Everything, everything's going to be okay. Love your family, men. Love your kids. Yep. Take time. Be show up. Be the do your example. Best. Speaking right. of show up and do your best, grab a t-shirt yeah. while, while you're on uh, spreadshirt.com. You can look us up there. Yeah, and we'll get a link on the website. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love, love to see some show up and do your best shirts running around. That would be pretty that'd cool. be great. Hey, you know what you could do? You could get one of those shirts Take a, take a little selfie of yourself and post it on our Instagram page. Can you do that? I believe you can do that. I think people can do that. That I, would be amazing. I'm not much, I'm not, I hope that's right. I hope that's correct. If it's not, I hope somebody sent me an email or something. Let me know. I'm, I don't do Instagram, but I'm pretty sure one can do that. Yeah. You can hashtag us, I think. It was a DCXP. Yeah, the DCXP. Right? Yeah. And that's how it would come up on our page. Yeah. Right? Send us a selfie of you and your t-shirt. That'd be awesome. That I would, would love cool. to see the first one of those. Yeah, that would be amazing. We should like offer something. Okay. To the first person who does that. Okay. I don't. I don't know what. I have, have nothing to, think to offer. offer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. We'll have to come up with something. All right. Yeah, we'll come up with something. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. Yep. Um, thank you, Caleb, for for listening and for talking. Um, and thanks to our our, our audience. And uh, yeah, we, this, we really appreciate you guys yeah, listening we, and yeah. tuning in and, and look forward to uh, where God's going to continue to take yeah, this. Yeah, it means thing. a lot to us. It's fun. It does. It really does. Yep. I love you all. Have a good week, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right. All right, bye. The DC Experiment.